0: Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to a brand new episode of Geek to Me Radio, episode 220. Today we'll be talking with Valiant Comics Marketing and PR Director Greg Katzman all about things that are coming out from that company that you'll want to make sure you keep an eye open for. We'll also talk with Susan Eisenberg and Lucretia Lyon about their new venture, SoapCon Live. Stand by. We're talking TV, comics and movies,
1: and video games. And if you don't know, Star Trek and Star Wars will try to explain a bunch of vouchers for Hogwarts houses on and more.
0: For those of you tuning in for the very first time, welcome to Geek to Me Radio. I'm your host James Enstall. For those of you who don't know, this is our online show. We do two shows a week. Uh, We have this one that comes out online, where you can get your uh, wherever you get your podcasts from. We also do a live radio show on the Big Five Fifty KTRS, heard Sunday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, seven p.m. Pacific. If you're not in the Greater St. Louis area. You can always stream it live at KTRS.com slash stream. You can hear it from anywhere. We also broadcast those on video on Twitch TV and also on YouTube and on Facebook. So you can catch those. Make sure you follow geek to me Radio on all those platforms so you never miss a show. We've got a full slate on this online broadcast. Let's get right to our first guest. Right now, we're joined by the Marketing and Publicity Manager for Valiant Comics, Greg Katzman, talking about all things Valiant, what they've got coming up for you. Greg, how are you?
1: I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for uh, having me on today. How are Absolutely. you doing? Absolutely.
0: Doing well. Thanks for the thanks for the time today. Uh, like I said before we started recording, I've been a Valiant fan since the early 90s when it first came out. Uh, I've still got my early run and some of the new stuff you guys are doing, it builds upon that and it kind of reinvents it at the same time. So you've got a lot of very talented writers and artists working for you right now. So kudos and everything you guys are doing.
1: Hey, man, all credit for that stuff goes to the editors. I wish I could take <laughs> credit for it. But uh, they're the ones who put in the hard work, uh, you know, working with creators, uh, getting the right creative team for job, uh for, you know, gigs and then uh, building the story. I am I am merely here to scream it from the rooftops and promote it. But, uh, yeah, one thing that I, I mean, a reason that uh, I, I love Valiant and I say that as someone who joined the company as a fan um, the company relaunched in 2012, and obviously that immediately appealed uh, to fans of the, you know, the 90s incarnation. So there was a lot of nostalgia attached to it, a lot of respect paid to the original source material. But it was also a fresh start. It was a relaunch of an accessible universe with really cool characters. So I think it tiptoes the line very well of appealing to fans who loved this stuff back in the 90s while also being accessible enough to uh, welcome fans of superheroes, different genres, because um, that, that's really what I love about the Valiant universe, that there really is something for every kind of reader.
0: Absolutely. I mean, there's there's so many different titles and one's nothing like another. Um, I'm always been a Shadow Man fan. And I know you guys have a brand new relaunch of that series coming out. I think the last new comic book day of April, if I'm not mistaken, Colin Bunn's heading that one up. Yeah.
1: That's correct. April twenty eighth sees the launch of the brand new Shadow Man ongoing series. It's written by Colin Bunn and features art by John Davis Hunt, Colors by Jordi Belair, and Letters by Clayton Cowles. That one has been in development for a long time. Then, you know, COVID hit, switched everything up, but now the first issue is finally going to drop and uh we sent out you know review pdf to press early we've we've let uh some fans uh get an early look and uh i we are just blown away by the response that the book is receiving uh shadow man you know is a character who has a lot of you know enjoyable storylines from the past uh, the there was the opening uh ongoing in 2012 with um justin jordan patrick Zerter, then there was uh andy diggle as well so you've had a lot of great creators and that's not even factoring in the original incarnation of uh shadow man but what this book is doing differently is while it is still technically a superhero book you have you know uh shadow man fighting demons and whatnot it is first and foremost a horror comic yeah and it's episodic in nature so while there is Bigger storyline that's carrying through from issue to issue. Every single issue is looking to tell a kind of standalone story and embrace a different kind of horror. Because as you know, you know there are so many different ways of delivering horror, whether it's slasher, uh, suspense, body horror, all, all of these different kinds. And uh, the team is really having a blast uh, just exploring that in every issue.
0: And it's also a great way because you don't need to. I know some, some comic book storylines, if you miss out on the first issue, they have a storyline that's continuing on. You pick up the issue 10, you have no idea what's going on. So I love the idea of these standalone. So if you miss the first couple issues, you can jump right in with issue three or four and it's going to be its own story. So I love the standalone story idea.
1: Yeah, accessibility is important. Um, obviously, you know, a comic shouldn't be so new-reader-friendly to the point that it feels like it's bogged down with exposition. And someone who's been following along from issue one feels like, you know, they're just re-treading a lot of material, but accessibility is very important. You have to realize that, you know, whenever someone picks up a Valiant comic, it could very well be their first uh, experience with the Valiant comic. So that's always kept in mind. So, you know, the intro page tries to be uh, thorough enough to everyone up without making it feel like they have to do a bunch of homework you know right uh not like they have to go back and read a bunch of tree paperbacks to enjoy the issue uh, i think colin Bunn's doing that uh very well in this series
0: absolutely and it's a great time for shadow man too. you've got the uh, the game shadow man remastered on pc you can get it through St- uh, stream gog epic game store and it, i think later this year it's gonna be out for like the switch and the xbox and the normal consoles though right
1: Yep, that's correct. It, uh, it hit PC today, well uh, today being the, the day we're recording, um, and uh, we, we've been working with Night Dive Studios and their PR firm, Uber Strategist, to promote the game, and it's just been a, a great collaboration. Uh, I watched a playthrough yesterday with the developers just showing off uh, not only the ways that they have kind of respected the original look of the game while tweaking it with slight updates, but also the way they have fun introducing uh, things that were cut from the original game, while also adding in some new things without really uh, hindering the experience if someone wants to feel like they're just replaying the classic with an updated look. Um, so it's, it's, it's really cool, man. And we're seeing such an amazing response uh, to this game. Um, there's, there's a ton of excitement around it. Uh, I look forward to watching people, uh, you know, playing on Twitch and, YouTube and sharing their thoughts on it. Uh, So it is available on PC. Like you said, it's on, uh, it's on stream GOG and Epic game store. And then later this year, it is scheduled for uh, Nintendo switch PlayStation and
0: Xbox. I'm definitely looking forward. That's one of the first ones I grab when it comes out for my Xbox. I'm looking forward to this immensely. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And we could talk about the comic books. I mean, just the titles you've got forever, but you've got all these other things going on. Uh, We had Julie Murphy on the show. the time becomes all wibbly wobbly with 2020 seemed like it was an 18 month long year. But we had Julie Murphy on uh, shortly before Faith uh, Taking Flight came out to talk Mm -hmm. about that book. And she's come back for the sequel now, Faith Greater Heights. That's also a great way to introduce people to the Valiant Universe, because you might have these people who uh, they just read the novels and like, oh, this is based on a comic book. So that's a great tie in there as well. Talk about having Julie Murphy back to do the sequel for this.
1: That, that's an incredible, uh, get for Valiant, obviously, because, uh, Julie is an acclaimed writer, a New York Times bestselling author, uh, you know, her, her work was adapted for Netflix, uh, the movie Dumplin. Uh, so it's, it's just been a real pleasure, uh, being able to work with such an acclaimed author and have one of our most popular characters brought to a whole new medium. So that is definitely a great way of introducing one of our most inspirational characters to a whole new audience. Hopefully, it does motivate people to also check out Fate's Adventures uh, with the several trade paperbacks that are still available, while also introducing them to the greater Valiant universe. And, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I was introduced to some of my favorite characters through animated shows. It wasn't the comics themselves. right? And we should always be embracing new ways to try to introduce people to Valiant characters, whether it's a video game. Uh, a show a movie an action figure a novel there should be no barrier really Uh, anything that has the potential to turn someone into a valiant fan and get them to explore the comics that is a great opportunity that should be explored
0: and talking about opportunities uh bloodshot came out and we It it was right. I saw it in theaters right before the pandemic really kicked in, (laughs) but I thought it was a great thing and it opens itself up. I'm kind of salivating at the idea of an interconnected valiant universe of films (laughs) like the MCU. And that's gotta be, on your guys' mind there at Valiant uh, with Bloodshot, I think it did really well. I heard very little negative about it, and we actually had Heather Antos on right before the film's released to kind of talk about it. Where do you, do you have any idea where it stands with another either a sequel to Bloodshot or a possible another movie like Shadow Man or someone else getting their own film?
1: Sure. Uh I will be completely transparent with you. That is above my pay um, <laughs> grade. that is up to uh <laughs> our our friends at uh, the parent company DMG Entertainment who are hard at work finding new ways to get the value brand out there and introduce people to these characters, whether it's I shouldn't say too much, but they are hard at work exploring ways to continue to get the value brand out there. I'll just say that. But um yeah, despite You know, despite the pandemic, um, obviously, it was very short lived in theaters, understandably so. Yeah. Uh, But when it hit on demand, I believe at one point it was technically the number one uh, movie streaming worldwide, which is surreal to think about. That that was a valiant movie. So that's just uh, incredible to think about. Uh, And yeah, it received uh, very good reviews from fans. Um, So I I think I think it performed well despite the circumstances.
0: And I'm not sure if you can speak to this or not, but did you guys see an uptick in comic book sales as a result of either the the theatrical release or when it released on video on demand or both? Did you guys see a spike in not only Bloodshot Comics, but the Valiant Comics overall? Or were you not able to really track that and coincide it?
1: Oh, it absolutely brought more interest to the Bloodshot Ongoing that was written by Tim Seeley and featured artwork by uh, that series involved Brett Booth, Mark Lanning, and a uh, a new artist who is incredibly talented and brings an energetic style named uh, Pedro Andreo. Um, so that definitely brought more attention to the book, but it also came at a time when the publishing schedule uh, took a... You know, it had to be reevaluated, yeah. I'll say, uh, because of everything that occurred. So, um, if everything played out as it was supposed to be, it definitely would have been a great opportunity for fans to have an accessible jumping on point with Bloodshot immediately after seeing that movie. Um, but we did also have the Bloodshot definitive edition trade paperback available, which collected, I believe it was the first three story arts of the 2012 relaunch, which I view as a, a great way to, uh, introduce someone to, uh, the character of Bloodshot.
0: And with all the different characters you've got in the Valiant stable, I mean, there's just so many. And as we talk yes. about <laughs> lending themselves to a, a cinematic universe, which could easily be built upon with Bloodshot as the way I saw it, it also, it lends itself to a great diversity in casting and representation And casting is something very important these days. And I think that's great that you've kind of already got the groundwork for that laid in because the characters in the Valiant universe are already so diverse. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think uh, the Valiant universe offers an amazing array of characters, uh, whether it's uh, Faith, Dr. Mirage, Shadow Man, Punk Mambo, Live Wire uh, Rai, Eternal Warrior. There's, uh, just a great variety of characters, uh, to discover in this universe. And I truly do believe that there is a character for every type of fan in the Valiant universe.
0: And I will say if you guys ever decide to do a live action Archer and Armstrong movie, and I know I'm not sure how much you'll have input, but I would love to see Jack Black as Armstrong. I think that'd be brilliant.
1: (laughs) That that would definitely bring the projects up attention, having uh, Jack Flack do that role.
0: (laughs) The guy can do just about anything. Uh, What else do you have? We've obviously mentioned some stuff that's coming up, but is there anything else yet that you're able to announce or that you're excited about coming out here with 2021? Hopefully roaring back after uh, the pandemic here. What what can people look forward to from Valiant? We'll pause there, take our first commercial break. Come back and chat more with Greg Katzman of Valiant Comics. Please stand by. Hi, this is Burt Ward, Robin the Boy
1: Wonder from the TV series Batman. You're listening to Geek to Me. Golly, gee, Willikers, it's fantastic.
0: Welcome back to Geek to Me Radio. Talking with Greg Katzman of Valiant Comics all about the new things that you can expect to see in 2021 from Valiant.
1: Yeah, sure, man. Um, right on the horizon, we have the new Shadow Man series. As I've said before, that is a horror comic, but it's also a super, uh, superhero comic that is going to debut on April 28th. Shortly after that, uh, more info will be revealed soon. We have the ninjack relaunch. That's yeah. by Jeff Parker and Javier Polito uh, Polito is doing art and colors and it's written by Jeff Parker. Uh, and then after that, we also have the harbinger on the horizon that is by, uh, Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly co-writing it. And you have Robbie Rodriguez doing the artwork. So that's bringing a totally new kind of energy to that property. And it's putting spotlight firmly on Peter Stanchak. Uh, it's, that's why it's called the harbinger. Ah. It, it really, it really is all about Peter. And, uh, Just, I don't want to spoil anything. I'll just say it's about Peter (laughs) (laughs) Sajak. Perfect. But then there's also a lot in the works. There is, of course, a lot being developed for 2022. And there is a totally new franchise that is currently being developed. Uh, I can't speak too much to that. All I can say is it is a sci-fi series and it is a teen book. So it's a totally new property. Uh, I will speak more to that when I'm allowed to, uh, but
0: right now I can't. <laughs> uh,
1: and then, of course, we also have Exo Manowar returning. Uh, that will be this summer. It's going to kick off a new storyline.
0: Perfect. So a lot to look forward to. And and again, this is one of the things where if if you're if maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I haven't read any Valiant comics since the 90s when it was first out. This is something that's a great jumping on point for any of the characters you just mentioned. We still got Shadow Man. We still got the Harbinger and all the ones that you remember. But a lot of the new stuff is really great as well. So uh, there's not a bad time. I don't think there's a bad title to be your jumping on point back to Valiant in this case.
1: For sure, and that's exactly what turned me into a Valiant fan to begin with. Uh, I unfortunately missed out on collecting Valiant comics back in the 90s. I was big on Marvel, DC, Ninja Turtles. I didn't really uh, pay any attention to Valiant back then, though. So when the relaunch occurred in 2012, I was uh, writing for a website at the time, uh, primarily, again, Marvel, DC coverage, a little bit of Ninja Turtles still. I said, you know, this is a universe that I missed out on. It seems like a cool selection of characters. I want to check them out. And I was sold right from the first issue that launched, which was Exo Man War number one back in 2012. And then there was also Archer and Armstrong, Harbinger, Bloodshot. And what I've really grown to love about this universe is that it, is meant to always feel accessible while also the publishing plan is supposed to always offer a totally different kind of story. If you're picking up, you know, four Valiant comics, presumably they should all be exploring different genres, feel somewhat connected, and of course, being told by people who are, you know, not viewing this as, you know, a, a potentially another gig or something, but the opportunity to really tell a uh, character defining tale for one of Valiant's uh, many, many characters.
0: Yeah. And as we said, that speaks to the credit of your writers who you have on staff there who just do such great storytelling jobs with the characters and uh, kind of does make it feel interconnected. But just these interwoven stories are just always so wonderful. So, again, kudos to you guys for for getting some great writers for uh, the stories you do have.
1: That's that's very kind of you. Um yeah, I I mean that's exactly why I uh why I was so happy to join uh the Valiant team because you know I am I, I am such a fan of the universe and a variety of characters and uh I just uh it's kind of surreal being uh being able to see everything before it comes out yeah, and being involved in discussions about these uh books while they're developing and uh that uh with this uh, new title, it's something I'm going to be uh much more involved in when it comes to 2022's releases. So that's going to be a lot of fun for me, just to always be able to bring the perspective of a fan. Because while I am technically a an employee of Valiant, I still just view myself first and foremost as a fan <laughs> who has the opportunity to just always get my feedback. And uh it's a great company to work for because they welcome that. Uh, it's like a very a- open environment where we can always just talk to each other about, uh, you know, our hopes and dreams essentially for, uh, for this universe. Cause uh, right now we're, we're lucky enough to uh, control the direction of it.
0: It sounds like a dream job. I mean, just to, from, to go into a fan into being able to work for it and then have your hands on that. That's gotta be an amazing feeling.
1: It absolutely is, man. It, it truly is.
0: And you can check out the website valiantentertainment.com. We always say make sure you support your local comic book store. So if you've got a comic book store that's in your area, go out, grab the current issues, grab some back issues, and uh, it's never a bad time to dive into Valiant. Where else can people keep up with you and or Valiant Comics online, Greg?
1: Sure. So you can find Valiant on Twitter, uh, just at Valiant Comics, and you can find me on Twitter with, uh, it's just my name, Greg Katzman, G-R-E-G-G-K-A-T-Z-M-A-N. And uh, everyone is welcome to reach out to me and let me know who your favorite comic book characters are, maybe some of your favorite comic book storylines, and I will recommend a Valiant comic I may. And be able to provide you with a free PDF of an issue or perhaps an entire trade paperback, because when the pandemic started, we um, we recognized uh, the toll. This was obviously taking on people, and we mm-hmm. wanted to offer uh, escapism, you know. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to give people a mental escape from everything that's going on. So every day, we were doing our best to provide. Uh, free pdfs of uh, number one issues jumping on points or even whole trade paperbacks so we have uh, quite a library of those and i am happy to share appropriate reading recommendations if anyone wants to reach out
0: perfect and i gotta say your social media team is killing it i will uh, follow each other on twitter and it's always you just put out put out your favorite valiant cover and immediately my mind went to shadow man number eight first appearance of master <laughs> dark but you guys the, your social media team is so interactive and it's always great to interact with uh, your Twitter feed and everything like that. So kudos again for that.
1: Oh, thank you, man.
0: Yeah, I think, um,
1: I think one thing that is very important to Valiant has always been uh, the engagement and accessibility when it comes to fans. Uh, at the end of the day, fans should always be uh, thought of first, because if it's not for the fans, who is supporting your product? Uh, who is rooting for your product. You know They're the ones you're creating everything for. And if you're not listening to them or making them feel valued, I believe that is a massive mistake. And then, um, of course, also when it comes to press, uh, I, I have a lot of experience with press, so I've always placed a uh, big value on engaging with press. Uh, one thing that we're going to start doing now that I'm really happy about is I remember how amazing it felt when one of my quotes was used on a comic cover or a trade paperback, but it was always just the outlet name. So what we're doing now is also putting the journalist's name and the outlet. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I thought that would be really rewarding. Uh, I, I mean, look, Comics Press, you know, a lot of people do it for fun. And a lot of people have a ton on their plate. And frankly, you know, it's going to focus a lot on Marvel and DC because that's what's generating most traffic. So I do want to make sure that, you know, if people are taking the time to read uh Valiant and share their honest thoughts on Valiant, I, I want to do everything in my power to let them know just how much it is appreciated.
0: I'm going to jump in my email box right now and start putting some uh reviews together and then see if I can get on one of those covers. <laughs>
1: Hey man, I, I encourage you to do honest reviews. And if if there's a good poll quote, I, I will I will reach out. Uh, by no means, don't view it as a chance just to get quoted. If you don't like <laughs> a comic, feel free to say so. But uh, yeah, if you do sincerely love a comic, uh, you're always welcome to pass along the review, good or bad, uh, just because you know I do value feedback
0: perfect that's uh yeah and there's a lot to love at valiant comics once again greg katzman marketing and publicity manager for valiant Valiantentertainment.com is the website greg thanks so much for your time today it's been a pleasure to speak with you
1: thank you man likewise i, I really do appreciate it
0: my thanks once again to greg katzman we're going to pause there take our next commercial break come back and chat more with susan eisenberg and lacretia Lyon about their new soap con live stand by
1: Hi, I'm Ken Schreiner. I was the voice of the Green Arrow in the Justice League Unlimited. I play Scotty Baldwin on General Hospital. So, when you're not watching General Hospital, listen to Geek to Me Radio.
0: Welcome back to Geek to Me Radio. I want to make sure we talk to you about our official movie sponsor, and that is Marcus Theaters. Marcus Theaters and Movie Tavern. You can go to the website MarcusTheaters.com to find the location of the Marcus Theater or Movie Tavern closest to you. You can get your tickets there, check out movie reviews, uh, kind of see what there is as far as ways of dining if you want to make it dinner and a movie. A lot of the places from Marcus Theaters offer both. You can either have the dine-in where they bring the food to you as you enjoy the movie, you can grab a bite beforehand in the Take Five Lounge, get a drink, hang out, just make it a whole night, and especially if these places are open, get back out and enjoy them. I missed them so much during the pandemic, and now they're starting... to open open. open back up. The world is starting to open back up, thankfully, and we can get back out and enjoy these things we missed, like movie theaters. A lot of great movies out. We're maybe uh, coming back strong here in 2021. Mortal Kombat is out. You can still see Raya and the Last Dragon. A lot of great movies. If you haven't seen Kong vs. Godzilla yet, get out and see it. You can also download the Marcus Theaters app for your smartphone, and you can order your tickets, order your concessions right there through the app. They'll be hot and ready and waiting for you, unless it's a soda, then I'm sure it'll be cold and ready and waiting for you when you get to the theater you can pick it up for a more contactless experience and don't forget about their Marcus Theaters private screenings you can rent an entire theater for you and up to 20 friends for just $99 all the details are on the website once again marcustheaters.com the best movie going experience in the galaxy with that said let's get to our next guests right now we're talking with a familiar voice you've heard her on the show many times before Susan Eisenberg and also joining us is Lucretia Lyon, her partner in SoapCon, a brand new event celebrating the soap opera genre, the Connect fans and their favorite daytime stars of past and present. Ladies, thanks so much for being on air with me.
2: Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> let me let me just let me just say it's SoapCon
0: Live. Soapcon Live, thank you. What did I say? Soapcon.
3: Soapcon Live. Yeah. Okay. Soapcon will send you to a soap site. Hi, I'm Lucretia.
0: <laughs> and soap is in what you wash with, hopefully. Right. So, yeah, if you're out of Coast or Ivory or Irish Spring, you can go to SoapCon. If you want to talk to SoapStars, you go to SoapCon Live. Now we have it correct. Exactly. Thank you. (laughs) So this is exciting. I know, uh, Susan, we've talked it before about uh, how you and I both like soap operas, and you even had uh, Ken Schreiner from General Hospital, your uh, Justice League co-star on my show before and uh, w- this is something you kind of had mentioned before it's like wouldn't it be cool if they did this and now it looks like the two of you are actually bringing this to fruition so mm-hmm. uh start with Susan talk a little bit about bringing this to life
2: you know it's been a it's been a road um and like anything related to daytime it's been a drama um but w- you know, like like you said <laughs> we you know it's something i always thought there was a lot of potential and um, in talking to other people out there, was like, oh, this could be something. And to make it happen, I needed to <laughs> assemble a team, if you will, um, because there was no way I had the wherewithal um, to, to do it myself. So I thought about the people I'd want to align myself with to help me. And one of those people was Lucretia, because she um, and I had talked on Twitter about daytime television and soaps and she had invited she has a podcast um believe in soaps and so she had invited me on her podcast several times and we started to text a little bit and um when I was really going to go forward with this I thought you know what she could be a she'd be great on this so I reached out to her and she's like are you kidding I have been thinking about doing this forever I would love to do it And we also reached out to Alan Locker, who had been doing a show on his own channel called The Locker Room. And he was during when COVID struck, he decided um, to get a lot of the older uh, shows, the actors from the older shows on with him to talk about the old days. And um, it just it was very nostalgic. And I became a fan of his. And so we brought him into the team as well and he reached out to a lot of his actors that he had worked with on guiding light and as the world turns um one life to live so he was a publicist in daytime for 20 years so he brought a lot of that to the equation lucretia works in you know lucretia was doing her podcast she she's also a moderator she's a host so she had a lot of connections also and i was just a fan <laughs> aside from kin you know having kin Schreiner being one of my closest friends i don't really know that world intimately so except that i read soap opera digest so um there was a lot of work to do it was a lot of heavy lifting but here we are all these it was it's been months and months in the making it was um a huge learning curve, putting, you know, I know the soap opera part, it was the con part that was really challenging to set up the website and create um, the WooCommerce and making sure people could buy things on the site. And thankfully I've partnered with a genius named Lucretia who spent countless hours setting it all up. So, you know, kudos to her for, for figuring all of that out.
3: Yeah, it's almost like me and Susan switch roles. She was the fangirl and I was Wonder Woman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's really true. She <laughs> really has been.
0: <laughs> so when Susan comes to you with this idea, what are the first thoughts to go through your mind as far as uh, initially like problem solving challenges that kind of sprung to your mind first, Lucretia?
3: Wow. Um, it, there, there's been so much of it. It is like, where do I begin? W- when she first came to me, I was like, Oh my God. And we were going to be, you know, w- at, at that time, we were possibly going to be working with this other con company. So none of this building of websites and, and building of stores and learning all this stuff was even in my mind. It was just like, I want to do this. How can we do this? And it just became sort of apparent to us that that we really were the team So, so why don't we just do it ourselves and do it the way we want to do? And because, you know, we can do this. I mean, we're wonder women and it's so crazy. All of what I I've learned to do over the past few months and to just build and see it. I'm very much a rally person. And if I see a problem, I just want to fix it. And I just, if I want something, I, I will just make it happen. And it's so crazy that it has happened. Like like Susan and I started the first Comic-Con for soaps.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, it, that in itself is amazing. And you would think, because I, I always see like there's soap opera cruises, like the Young and the Restless people will go on a cruise and you can pay for something like <laughs> no. that. But, but obviously mm-hmm. with COVID,
2: cons we weren't happening, there. nor were cruises <laughs> happening.
0: No. Uh, yeah. So this is kind of a great way to solve that. And I think the fact that... Uh, I I don't know what it is about soap operas. So I'll say for myself, my grandmother moved in with me uh, and my mother after my grandfather passed away and she had to watch her stories. So as a little kid, I'm I'm watching (laughs) days of our lives and young and the restless. And then I'd come home from school sometimes. And Oh, what's this? It's called another world. Okay. It's coming on before days. I'll watch that too. So that's how I kind of (laughs) got sucked into the world. What was your exposure to soaps? Lucretia?
3: Well, for me, it's funny. I grew up, my parents, I don't, even remember them being together. But the one thing I remember that they both liked was the ABC soap operas. And so that was something I could take to their house. I could take to my grandparents' house and And my mom or my dad, like everybody could relate on some level to what Greenlee and Erica Kane are up to on All My Children or what Sonny and Luke doing on General Hospital. And One Life to Live was actually my favorite of that trio because I, even as a little girl, clearly had some issues because I (laughs) love me some Todd Manning. But, you know. I mean, and two as a little girl, I, I know it certainly helped that, uh, leading men like Nathan Fillion and Josh DeMel were on at that time too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. When you think about some of the movie stars that got their start in sober, Tommy Lee Jones for, uh, crying out loud was, I think the search oh, for tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but he, he, a lot of these people started out in soaps and they've always said it's a great place to learn because you really have to compress a lot of dialogue in a short amount of time and. Work with other people, and it was a great learning ground for a lot of these people who went on to become huge Hollywood stars. So I, I think there's also a bit of a stigma that, at least it was for me when I was in college. You're a, you're a guy. Why are you watching soap operas? I think that's kind of gone away more because I feel like I see more oh, yeah. male fans tweeting about soaps online and things like that.
3: Yeah, there's people... no shame. Yeah. <laughs> and there's half
2: dude. <laughs> and there were certain and there were certain events that just brought everyone into it. The Luke and Laura and the Scotty and uh, showing up at the wedding. And I mean, I think all of those things, it's like the MASH episodes. I mean, it's like crossed all boundaries. Everyone was watching um, those moments. So, and I think that, you know, once you're hooked, you're hooked. It's like, um, you know, once you are you fall in love, you know, you're going to stay in love um, and you may leave it and come back, um, but it's like a constant. Unfortunately, we only have four left. So I think all of all of the fans are just holding dearly and holding tight to the ones we still have. Yeah, yeah,
3: and it's so funny, like you talk about being a guy, but I know I'm a big hockey fan. I, it's crazy coming from Texas, but the Dallas Stars, <laughs> you know, the, the cup-winning Dallas Stars, not the runner-ups like we were last year, but the <laughs> Craig Ludwig even talked about that before they took their daily nap, it, they had to watch All My Children. And mm-hmm. so, so we're talking about big drinkers, you know, crazy hockey guys of the 90s were still watching these stories today and like you say that fandom and that's the beauty of you know the pandemic is that so many people have been looking for this and looking to connect with stuff of the past like Susan said the nostalgia factor and that's something I've been talking to everybody about because even if you weren't watching them every day like some of us when we all got stuck at home during the day wasn't it comforting to know what John and Marlena were up to? I mean, days never lost an episode. Yeah, They were, this was where they benefited being eight months ahead. Meanwhile, the other soaps, they figured it out. They showed reruns and this sort of brought people back. And I feel like this is daytime sort of zeitgeist. Like it's been comics for the past 10 years.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And that's, uh, and I know the panels you've got lined up, you've got, uh, live from Oakdale featuring some, as the world turns, uh, the Kramer Women of One Life to Live, and then Love and Tragedy General Hospital. The great thing is, like you mentioned, soap opera stars kind of bounce back and forth. Like, for example, Austin Peck, who Brad Snyder on As the World Turns, was also <laughs> Austin Reed on Days of Our Lives. Um, Cassie DePavia just, yep. just had a turn as Eve Donovan on Days of Our Lives. So, so okay. there's a lot of crossover as well. Yeah. That's great.
3: Yeah, and that's the fun part, is when you can um, reach, like we say, there's only four soaps left. So um, the audience should be sort of the same audience. It's not like when there were 14 on the air and you had to sort of pick your network.
2: Yeah, there's so there's such crossover. So you're watching NBC, you're watching CBS. It doesn't matter. It's like I think there's this sense within the, the soap community for the fans is like, let's support what we've got because we know what it's like to lose them. And when you lose them, you um, Chances are they're not going to come back, and that's I think been. Unless they all heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Unless they're all my children. But yeah. I mean, it's it's been ten years since a lot of those yeah. were canceled, and the heartbreak is still there. It's really visceral. Um, if you're a fan, or if you're an actor who lost your job, and you know there are no shows left on the, uh, you know, on the East Coast. It's 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 really a shame. So um, there is a lot of crossover, people are West Coast, East Coast, and. When we talk to somebody, it's like chances are they've done more than one show and um you know it's it's a very small community.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and I know like you said that heartbreak. I remember watching the series finale of Another World and oh. thinking, Oh man, we're we're losing something here. And then as yep. that was in I think ninety nine and I think mm-hmm. just as the years have ticked by, we see, oh, another one. Well, there's plenty more, but we are. at that. I feel like it's an endangered species. We need to take care of these things <laughs> and keep them going. No, growing. it really is. We'll pause right there. Chat more with Susan Eisenberg and Lucretia Lyon. Please stand by.
1: Hey, what's up, guys? This is Eric Martzoff. You might know me from Days of Our Lives. You might know me from Smallville, Ride Share the series, or maybe I ran into you in a grocery store. I don't know, but you are listening to Geek to Me Radio.
0: Welcome back to Geek to Me Radio. Our premier window. sponsor, the people who make this show possible, the City of St. Charles, the Greater St. Charles Convention and Visitors Bureau. You can go to the website, which is Discover St. Charles. Just as Lewis and Clark did 250 years ago or more, I guess. Actually, my time's all wibbly-wobbly, but (laughs) discoverstcharles.com is the website. St. Charles was founded over 250 years ago. And uh, it's one of the places on the Lewis and Clark Trail. You can ride the Katy Trail if you want to get out and do some exercising in this glorious weather. It's a beautiful week this week here in St. Louis. Hopefully it's gorgeous where you are, too. And you just get out and enjoy the weather. There's lots of places. Maybe you are from out of town. Maybe you haven't come and and explored St. Charles yet. You can do that. People are getting vaccinated. The the world's opening back up. So make St. Charles a place on your list. You can get out and see it. Uh, Explore the whole website first so you know exactly what you want to do because there is a lot to see. And do once you get here. And that website again, discoverst.charles.com, discoverst.charles.com. As we always say, it's an historically good time. Before we took that last break, we were chatting with Susan Eisenberg and Lacriche Lyon about SoapCon Live. And we'd asked them, uh, we kind of talked about how the storytelling in soap operas has kind of changed uh, over the past decade or so.
2: And, it, and the storytelling was very different. It's funny when I look at the old clips, because I do, um, on YouTube, <laughs> you, you look at how long the scenes were and how just how how much they were able to those scenes could breathe. And now when you look at the scenes, it's like click, 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 click. Everything moves so quickly. Um, there's just not a lot of time for the, those things to develop like they used to. And, you know, I'm old school. I have, a you know, I'm I'm much older than Lucretia. So I grew up on different shows than she grew up on. And you talk about Another World. That's one of my favorites. I can't (laughs) wait to do another, you know, I can't wait to do an Another World panel with some of the actors from that show because it was just, it was a great show. There were great actors, great storytelling, and I still miss it. And I know a lot of other fans out there do too. And when you said earlier about um you know the cruise there are other there are other um you know sh- actors are able to go out and sell autographs or do other things but there's nothing like what we're doing which is it doesn't matter what show we're like we're one stop destination for soap fans because you know we want to have everybody on we want to have all the shows from from yesterday and the ones that are on today and we welcome all the shows all the actors so it's a little different from what's out there right now.
0: And SoapConLive.com is the website. Uh, it's scheduled for May 1st with, I believe you said, the, the meet and greets, something like that, are to follow at a later date, correct?
3: Yes. The 8th, the 9th, uh, which we'll be announcing, as well as the 15th and 16th.
2: So, you know, everyone gets to have the, the panels that we're doing, the four that you mentioned, th- those are free. They're live and they'll be streaming on the locker room and then the meet and greets is where you have a 3 minute one on one with your favorite soap star or you can go to the site and you can buy autographs from the actors or you can buy a video greeting from the actor so there's a lot on there and we're, you know we're anxious to talk to the fans we want to know what they want to see and who they want to see and what panels they would love to watch so we're hoping it'll be interactive in that way too that they'll be like we'll be talking to the fans too about, um, what they're looking forward to.
0: And with these four panels, obviously, uh, we've got uh, the, the one you chose, was there, what was the back and forth? Was it the two of you who settled on? Okay, we can get these actors. So these are the panels we'll do, or was it kind of like, well, I'd like to do a panel like this and then see who we can get kind of the chicken and the egg, which came first. It was a little
3: bit of both to be honest, mm-hmm. because, yeah. um, Susan and I both are big idea people and and we're big fangirls. So so we had like a huge master list <laughs> um, <laughs> and I down and then it was like, well, who do we know? And especially when we were going out on our own and people are taking a big leap of faith, we sort of had to rely on people that were like that, that could could grow with us. Um, but yeah, trust me, they're, they're
2: big long-term plans.
0: (laughs) That's why I like people.
2: uh, Yeah. People are asking like, Oh, is this, you know, are there going to be other panels? It's like, if if Lucretia and I have our way, there's going to be about 400 other panels. (laughs) I mean, we had so many ideas. It was really, really hard, but again, um, you know, it's, it's complicated to set everything up and then who do you know and who do you know who knows somebody and, um, you know, Ken Schreiner has only so many friends. I mean, (laughs) mean, that's not true. um, That's not
0: true. Ken knows everybody. It's true.
2: (laughs) He does know everybody and everybody who's interviewed somehow. His name always ends up in an interview. It's crazy, but he, you know, we obviously did a a GH panel with Ken because hello, how could we not? And then, you know, Alan, Alan worked for at the world turns and, um, and guiding light. So we're hopefully going to do a guiding light panel down the road, but we, you know, got as the world turns in, one Life to Live, we just, you know, Lucrecer's favorite. And um, <laughs> yeah. how could you not do something with the Kramer women? Because we're just huge fans of that show and those women. And, you know, in The Doctors, we have a partnership with Retro TV where they wanted to be in on this. And, hey, we we show The Doctors every day on our, our network, um, on our app. So why don't we do one, you know, a panel that promotes that and has our people on too from that wonderful show. So there you go. That's how that happened.
0: Yeah, sponsors are always a huge part because obviously that if they're able to help promote it from their end and also, you know, throw some money at it to help get the thing off the ground, that's even better. So uh and it's also uh it's real good TV is also one of the uh sponsors. Yes. I'm not mistaken. Yes. yes. So this is all coming together. I mean, is this gonna be like a We're still getting details down. We might have some surprise guests pop up, or is it kind of like on autopilot at this point? Lucretia.
3: I I wish we were on autopilot (laughs) at (laughs) this (laughs) point. So so yeah, like trust me, guys, there there's a lot more to come. A lot of surprises, and you'll just have to watch May first to see.
0: And I'm assuming this will go well because like I said, the soap opera community is very, very invested in their stories, just as my grandma was. And so I think this is going to be a huge success. If this goes better than planned, are we thinking yearly? Are we thinking another six months down the road for SoapCon Live 2? What, what What are the thoughts?
2: Oh, no, it won't be that <laughs> far away. No, it'll be, there'll be a follow-up, you know, fairly soon. Oh, good, good. Um, it, and it may not, be, you know, the thing is with these things, it's like what you start out as and what you become can be very different and look very different. And the truth is, as much as it's, Based on what com- my Comic-Con experiences have been like and what Lucretia's have been like, we also want it to be our own thing. And we want every, you know, we it can be whatever it's going to be. That's the beauty of it. So there's there's so much. It's all potential at this point. So um, we we're n- there's no way we're going to wait six months. There are too many ideas. How do we reach 400 oh, yeah. if like, we wait, do it every six months? There's no way. Yeah. And with so we'll mentioned- be following up fairly soon and and oh people yes. can and there are other things on the site, like we have a news section, and um you know, where you can find your favorite soaps, Lucretia was like did you know a, a, like a soap uh t v guide for people, and there'll just be other things on there that are just fun, and you know like we're fans, so we want other fans to feel like, oh yeah, they're like welcome home, kind of thing, um. So yeah, we it won't be it definitely will not be 6 months and we'll be selling autographs and meet and greets and the video greetings all the time too, you know, at at certain times too. So yeah, it it'll be busy hopefully.
0: And you mentioned uh, conventions Susan. Um that's one of the things and you and I have talked about this at length. I miss conventions, the comic cons. I miss going there and that that physical presence actually to shake hands. Now that we're hopefully seeing the light at the end of this COVID tunnel, has it at all being discussed hey maybe we can do one of these live i mean obviously it's very easy for everyone to just log into their zoom and do these uh at their own home and everything like that and it's it's easy uh, scheduling wise isn't as big of a deal but is there any thought to doing a live in person soap con live we'll pause there take our very last commercial break come back and finish our conversation with susan eisenberg and lacretia lyon talking soap con live please stand by
2: because
1: Hello, this is Eric Brayden. I'm now on geek to me
2: Radio. Happy done.
0: Welcome back to our final segment. Before we took that last break, we were chatting with Susan Eisenberg and Lucretia Lyon about their new event, the inaugural edition of SoapCon Live, and I asked if there's any chances of this becoming an in-person event. Oh,
3: Absolutely. absolutely. I mean yeah, that's that's why we kept the name and I mean like you guys conventions were my life I mean that's that's where I made my money that that's what I did in all sorts of different kind of conventions so so that was what was cool to be able to use that here and um like like you I'm sure that was such a huge part of my life that I've missed over this past year so any way I could do it again and you know whether it be online or hopefully live sometime soon. I mean, that's what we got to do because conventions are about bringing people together for one common love. And what's wrong with that? Like,
2: (laughs) definitely. Yeah, it's no, it's, that's definitely a goal. And, um, you know, we, we would love to do that. And, you know, they're just, it's, it's great to have the live component right now, the virtual, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. the virtual component, because it's so easy for people And I think people have been through enough, and life is so challenging right now. Let's make it as easy for people as possible. But when people start to get back to their lives, and they feel ready to fly and go to different venues, then we would love to host something. Very cool.
0: And I'm going to ask, too, because I know uh, certain conventions have started doing this where the fan can mail something into you guys, and then the celebrity will sign that item. I have a justice league ultra humanite figure that I'd love Ian Buchanan from Bolden the Beautiful to sign what what are the <laughs> what are the chances I can uh do that at a future date for, <laughs> for an upcoming convention?
3: It's funny. Ian is somebody that I know, and and we were talking about getting for at least for like the next one or two so So don't worry, Ian will be there. I don't know if we'll have that kink worked out yet okay um but but you know. <laughs> It's good to know because Ian is on the short list. So you're not the first one to suggest him. Perfect. And I mean, you he's know, Peake for Maine too, and Fun Peaks, So
0: that's right. That's right. Well, hello,
3: yeah, yeah. Duke Lavery on General Hospital. Hello, and Even. he was Doctor Madden who undid Erica Kane's abortion on All My Children, guys. Like, yeah, that's a, a whole other God. thing. It's crazy.
0: That's a lot. You, you could have like a, a just one actor probably talk about all the different crossovers they've had from here and here and here. And that'd be the whole panel for like an hour long. Some of these uh, some of these wacky turns they've had.
2: Oh, completely. Because oh, yeah. like we said, they've jumped over, you know, they've jumped all over the place. I mean, it's so you have one actor like, you know, like him. You, that's all you need is one guest.
0: Right, <laughs> you don't exactly.
2: But else on the panel, <laughs> you just talk about his four biggest roles and then then, you know, that's your panel right there. <laughs>
0: So before I let the two of you go, I want to mention again, SoapConLive.com, Saturday, May 1st, and it's sponsored by Soap Opera Digest Retro TV, and it's Real Good TV. You can catch it on the locker room, and just go to the website, soapoperacon.live to sign up and check out the panels. I'm going to ask you but before we leave, we'll start with Lucretia, top three favorite soap operas of all time. Go.
3: Well, um, as we've talked about, it's definitely One Life to Live is my number one. But just picking three, I got to go with GH for number two because it stuck with me. And God, is is my, I got to. I hate to be that guy, but do I say Dark Shadows? Like, Ooh. like I, I wanted Off all my That's children, nice. but you know, because my favorite characters come from there. But
2: no, it's got to be Dark Shadows.
0: Perfect. Wowza.
2: Didn't see that coming. Okay. Look at you.
0: And Susan, same question. Okay. Top three.
2: Okay, does does it have to be daytime?
0: Not at all. You can think outside the box.
2: Okay, so this is what I'm gonna say Another World, Guiding Light, and Knot's Landing. Oh, very nice. Oh, yeah. yeah this... Loved me lot. I loved Knot's Landing. Loved, loved, loved. People
0: always forget about the nighttime soap operas like that one.
2: But you know that was so good. I mean, that was like I mean Dallas in the early days. I mean, it was like you know those are just amazing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm a big desperate housewives, but that was sort of
3: like a nighttime soap as well as like a Twin Peaks type weird, right? Trip. Right. It
2: was a hybrid. Exactly. It was a hybrid. Yeah.
0: So see, we've got all these new ideas we can we can do uh, for SoapCon Live, three, four, five, six, seven, all these uh, other ones that there are, there are endless possibilities. I feel.
2: Yes. Oh, yes.
3: I mean, (laughs) you know, we can always host an event at South Fork. I mean,
0: (laughs) it is an event menu. That's right. That's right. That's right. And let everyone know where they can uh, find the two of you online. Uh, Lucretia, where social media handles, websites, and everything other than the SoapConLive.com?
3: Well, it is my thing, so I must do it. Since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the Internet since there is only one. Wow. <laughs>
2: Lucky you. Susan, Susan, <laughs> Susan Eisenberg won because there are so many other Susan Eisenbergs. I had to go with Susan Eisenberg One, So that's where you can find me on um, Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to go to my website, it's SusanEisenbergVoice.com. Um, just if you have any interest in the whole voiceover thing, you can go visit me there.
0: Very cool. Ladies, this has been great to talk to you. Thanks so much for the time. Very much looking forward to SoapCon Live Saturday, May 1st. We'll talk to you then.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you
0: that's gonna do it my thanks once again to my guests greg katzman of valiant comics make sure you check out valiant comics and all the cool things they've got coming down the chute and also my thanks to susan Eisenberg and lacresha lyon check out soapconlive.com check that out make sure you get in there if you're a soap fan this is going to be an event you will not want to miss until next week my friends it's not in the way
1: you watch i sound big.
0: Thank you, Port Charles. Good night. This is James Enstall, host of geek to me Radio, and I have a mission for you.
2: Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi.
0: The next time you want to buy something from Amazon, go to geek 1st and click our Amazon affiliate link. Simply shop like you normally would, and when you check out, a small percentage will go to supporting the show. So remember, the next time you want to search Amazon for the latest Game of Thrones, Blu-ray, or Sonic screwdriver, Allons-y! click through from geek 1st
1: This tape will self-destruct in five seconds.